Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You want real, real talk? talk? You got, got it. You, you can't, can't unlearn the, the truth. truth. And here, here it comes. comes. Real, real Talk with, with Chad, Chad Cushman, Cushman on the, on the Green, Green Party, Party Radio, Radio Network. Network. And now and this is the last day of President Obama's presidency, and it is the Tomorrow will be Trump's first day as president. I'll let that sink in for a second. Yeah, that's that's enough, isn't it? Um, you're with uh, Chad Cushman on Real Talk and the Green Party Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. If anyone would like to call in tonight, the number is 215-383-5796. And, uh, you know, some of the things I'm going to discuss tonight are, uh, are Chelsea Manning being released. Uh, there's a bill in Wyoming that is going to be outlawing renewable energy. <laughs> Get that. Didn't take long for that, huh? Um, I also had uh, somebody post an article with 10 famous boycotts, which uh, was pretty cool, actually. Um, and uh, a little bit about the boycott of President Lincoln's inauguration. Um, about 150 years ago, almost. But uh, if you'd like to call in and, and join that discussion uh, again, the number is 215-383-5796. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm actually quite worried uh, about tomorrow. Um, you see, uh, I haven't liked a lot of the last presidents we've had. Um, I remember being a little kid and liking Jimmy Carter. I do. And then Reagan got, you know, in charge. And I was afraid of him, you know. First of all, I, you know, even I was a, I was a kid, I just didn't think it was right to have a bad actor as president. Just to me, it just didn't seem right. And now we've elected another one. But uh, it just didn't seem right. Um, for some reason, you know, I was like, nine there was just something there just did not seem right you know when the presidents came and gone we had the bushes which scared me just as bad with clinton who seemed so fun at first but really really screwed people and then 
They had the audacity to steal from the White House when they left, and idiots wanted to vote them back there. Okay, somebody steal – if I rented a room or let somebody stay with me and they steal my shit on the way out, I ain't letting them back in my house, okay? It takes a real, real lot to let them back in my life, let alone let them back in my house. And we have kept the Clintons around. They stole furniture from the White House. I mean, um, come on. If they're going to steal the damn doilies and, and shit like that, don't you think they're pretty low? I mean, it reminds me of those criminals on comedies, you know, uh, that'll steal us about anything, you know what I mean? The, the Like Home Alone and, and or the, the orphans on Little Orphan Annie and stuff. It's just, that's it's sickening. So we get stuck with Trump because the DNC and the Democratic Party decided to uh, crap on Sanders and the rest of us and put the most unelectable person on the planet against the second most unelectable person on the planet. And, of course, the second most unelectable person won. You know what I mean? That's pretty obvious. But um, I just, uh, I've been trying to give him a chance. I don't like what he's doing with the cabinet, and I'm glad that there's a chance for them to to be you know, for people to to check them out and and to make sure that they aren't all going to uh, be put in place because just some of them, I get a headache just thinking about it. Um, I don't understand how you can make someone great or make a, a country great by putting people in high positions that are only about making themselves great. You know, um, CEOs of companies that are always giving themselves raises and and pushing for stuff that's hurting our our entire world, putting him in charge of whatever. But some of it is just a little bit. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Most of it, I don't even understand. I try, I do my research, you know, and I learn. And that's what we all have to do. You know, people ask me these questions and uh, half the time I'm like, um, well, research it. Use Google or whatever you use. Go to the library. Those still exist. They really do. There's lots of books there and it's really cool. And librarians love people asking them for help. It's amazing. It'll blow your mind. And uh, but you can find stuff, um, really can. And the other half of the time, and I go and and boom, 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 I'm posting link, or I I'll see something somebody will post, and I'll just be like, okay, that don't look right to me. So I go and I look myself. I I don't post crap saying, oh, this is bullshit without knowing. I might say I think this is bullshit, but I go and I look for myself. So I've been I've been looking up a lot of this stuff that I see posted because of Obama going out and Trump coming in. 
And uh, so I, I found a few of them that were pretty cool. Um, one of them, uh, because of the boycotts and, and, and stuff um, like this, people have been posting this meme of uh, President Lincoln and um, how he was boycotted. Well, they say that he was boycotted by the Democrats. See, now, that's another thing. Unfortunately, you know, we want to believe what we see because it, it, it's, you know, especially when it appeals to us. Now, unfortunately, that means not entirely true. Yes, a majority of them were Democrats. The states that boycotted President Lincoln's inauguration were the first slave states to succeed, okay? Most of them were Democrats. You see, um, I, I, I do have another article on this a while ago. It used to be the other way around with the Democrats and the Republicans, it seems. Um, I, I'm, I'm learning a lot about this myself. Uh, if I can find it. Hmm. I don't seem to have. Uh... Well, anyways, the, originally um, what it was is uh, there was several states that still wanted slavery. Um many southern states. Uh, they were the first ones to secede uh, from the Union um, for the, uh, to form the Confederate States um, to keep slavery. Uh, most of them were, were Democrats, were slave owners, uh, human beings that owned other human beings. <laughs> and they wanted to keep it that way. And um, Lincoln, who was a Republican, did not well, actually, um, no, it was uh, Lincoln. Um, Lincoln did not want Lincoln did not want slavery. Everybody knows that he 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 stopped slavery. Which, but the southern states that did that they weren't Democrats. That's the thing. The meme says the Democrats did it. Most of them, yes. So I just want you know get your facts straight when you do this stuff. Um, so I, I did, I do have this, uh, uh, article I found, um, it's, uh, on live science, um, it's called, Why Did the Democratic and Republican Parties Switch Platforms? And, um, this will explain, uh, about, uh, a little bit about how, and the reason why it was, it was mostly the, um, the Democrats and, and, and not as many Republicans that were, in the South uh, uh, when they seceded. Okay. Okay, where are we? All right. During the 1860s, Republicans who dominated the Northern states orchestrated an ambitious expanse of federal power, helping to fund the Transcontinental Railroad, the state university system and settlement of the West by homesteaders, and instating, and instating a national currency and protective tariff. Democrats, who dominated the South, opposed these measures, 
After the Civil War, Republicans passed laws that granted protections for African Americans and advanced social justice. Again, Democrats largely opposed these expansions of power. Sound like an alternate universe? Fast forward to 1936. Democratic President Franklin Roosevelt won re-election that year on a strength of the New Deal, a set of depression-remedying reforms, including regulation of financial instructions, founding of welfare and pension programs, infrastructure development, and more. Roosevelt won in landslide against Republican Alf Landon, who opposed these exercises of federal power. So sometime between the 1860s and 1936, the Democratic Party of small government became the party of big government, and the Republican Party of big government became rhetorically committed to curbing federal power. How did this switch happen? Eric Rochway, professor of an American history in the University of California, Davis, at the University of California, Davis, pins the transition to the turn of the 20th century when highly influential Democrat, Democrat named William Jennings Bryan blurred the party lines by emphasizing the government's role in ensuring social justice through expansion of federal power, traditionally a Republican stance. Republicans didn't immediately adopt the opposite position of favoring limited government. Instead, for a couple of decades, both parties are promising an augmented federal government devoted in various ways to cause to the cause of social justice. Rajway wrote in a 2010 blog post for the Chronicle of Higher Education, only gradually did Republican, Republican rhetoric drift to the counter-arguments. The party's small government platform cemented in the 1930s with its heated opposition to the New Deal. But why did Bryan and other turn-of-the-century Democrats start advocating for big government? According to Rochway, they, like Republicans, were trying to win the West. The admission of of new Western states to the Union in the post-Civil era created a new voting bloc and both parties were being for its tension. Democrats seized upon a way of irrigating, ingrating themselves, integrating themselves to Western voters. Republican federal expansions in the 1860s and 1870s had turned out favorable to big businesses based in the Northeast, such as banks, railroads, and manufacturers, while small-time farmers, like those who had gone west, received very little. Both parties tried to exploit the disconsent that this generated by promising the little guy some of the federal lagresses that had hitherto gone to the business sector. From this point on, Democrats stuck with this stance, favoring federally funded social programs and benefits, while Republicans were gradually driven to the counterposition of hands-off government. From a business perspective, Ronchway pointed out the loyalties of these parties did not really switch, although the rhetoric 
to the degree of the policies of the parties do switch places, he wrote. Their core supporters don't, which is to say the Republicans remain throughout the party of bigger businesses. It's just that in earlier era, bigger businesses want bigger government. In the later era, they don't. No, now they want to control the governments, right? In other words, earlier on, businesses needed things that only a bigger government could provide, such as infrastructure develop infra, such as infrastructure development, a currency and tariffs. Once these things were in place, a small hands-off government became better for business. Okay, now that will make you understand hopefully a little bit why it was it was the Democrats that were on, on it was opposite sides back then. Okay, um, I'll share these after my show. Um, uh, it's just become easier. I, I found uh, you're with uh, Chad Cushman, Real Talk on the Green Party Radio Network. Uh, the uh, call-in number is two one five. Three eight three five seven nine six. If you'd like to call in and share your thoughts about the inauguration tomorrow, um, are you planning on giving Trump a chance? Uh, do you want him a uh, whole do-over on this? Do you think Bernie would have won? Jill would have won? Um, don't call if you think Hillary would have won, because I'll just hang up on your ass. Okay, I really will. Uh, I mean, I'll even talk to you if you think Johnson would have won. Um, and, uh, of course, a- any of the other guys, you know, uh, Rocky De Fuentes, you know, if you think he would have won, hey, call me. I I, I, I agree that <laughs> I would have rather had pretty much anybody else than, than Trump or Clinton. Um, I know those I would have preferred, Bernie or Jill, of course, but uh, <laughs> this is what we're stuck with. So, unfortunately, for those people that keep saying he's not my president, well, he is. And unfortunately, for those people boycotting the inauguration, you're leave, just leaving room for others that want to go. So, they'll probably thank you. Um Sorry, that's really how it is. I understand you're making a statement. That is great. If that's what works for you, I understand. And and I'm I'm not putting you down for boycotting. I understand that, you know. I am. Um, My my personal view is, in this case, boycotting um, something that is inevitable like this, unfortunately, um, it doesn't. It's a. It to me, it's a waste of my time. So I'm. I'm not doing uh, the boycott, um, and I'm not showing up just for the free uh, four thousand two hundred joints that are being handed out either, which is uh, pretty cool if you ask me. Um, I think. Um, sorry about that. A uh, little bit of technical difficulty. Um, my phone just uh just died like died i haven't uh seen that um i I don't get it um but uh like seriously the phone just shut off um so i'm uh sorry about that if i've lost anyone or um 
Uh, you got a big blank space on there. I did as quick as I could. I had to wait for my phone to restart. Um, hmm. That's quite interesting. Um, I'm still waiting for stuff to start back up on my phone. Like uh, uh, I'm trying to pull up the internet now to get back to my articles. Um, so um, yeah, that was interesting. Um, my phone's a piece of crap. It's I've had it for a while and it's been beat. I mean, you can literally see uh, when there's a white screen or something, you can see the imp the the burn mark from my keypad. I swear, um, on there. Okay, um, we seem to be back up. Um, I don't know how long I lost you guys, but uh, well, um. The next thing I, I want to uh, talk about, um, I, uh, this is off Mother Jones, and, and I'm not particularly, uh, I don't particularly care for her too much, um, but uh, uh, this is an article on uh, uh, Chelsea Manning. Um, uh, it had uh, a bunch of tweets on it. Um, Hmm, that's strange. It, well, I could have sworn when I read this before there was a lot more tweets on this. I wonder if it's been edited. Sometimes they do that. Yeah, I've pulled up um, articles and uh, to like read on the show, and I've um, re- either completely read through them sometimes. Sometimes I just skim through them. Um, sometimes I don't even get a chance to, honestly, because sometimes I, I straight up, I, I'm first time reading them right with you guys. But I can... Um, tell that they've been changed, you know, uh, like they've been edited. Um, but, uh, uh, this was, uh, May 17th. Um, Obama just, uh, commuted, commuted Chelsea Manning's sentence. Uh, in a shocking announcement Tuesday afternoon, President Barack Obama commuted the remaining sentence of Chelsea Manning, a former U.S. soldier found guilty of leaking hundreds of thousands of classified documents to WikiLeaks in 2010, according to the New York Times. And I guess this is the cutout of the article from the New York Times. I don't particularly care for them either, uh, just like Washington Post, they're um, in print. They're When they're in print, you can use them for toilet paper, but online, there's absolutely no use for them. Uh, I'm not wiping my ass with my phone, so, um, you know. The decision by Mr. Obama rescued Miss Manning, who twice tried to commit suicide last year, from an uncertain future as a transgender woman incarcerated at the male military prison in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. She has been jailed for nearly seven years, and her 35-year sentence was by far the longest punishment ever imposed in the United States for a leak conviction. Now, under the terms of Mr. Obama's communication announcement by the White House on Tuesday, Ms. Manning is set to be freed in five months on May 17th of this year, rather than 2045. The news comes amid other high-profile commutions that granted by the president as he prepares to leave office on Friday. One noble absence from 
One notable absence from the list of pardons on Tuesday, however, was Edward Snowden, the former national security agent contractor who fled to Russia after disclosing classified information. When asked about the clemency applications of both Manning and Snowden last week, the White House press secretary, Josh Ernest, argued there was a stark difference between the two cases. Journalist Katie Couric was on the phone with Chase Strangio, the American Civil Liberties Union lawyer representing Manning, as news of the communication broke. And it shows some tweets here. Just like I said, I could have sworn there was more, but I'm relieved and thankful that the president is doing the right thing and commuting Chelsea Manning's sentence, Strachanjo said in a statement released by the ACLU. Since she was first taken into custody, Chelsea has been subject to long stretches of solitary confinement, including for attempting suicide, and has been denied access medical medically necessary health care. This move could quite literally save Chelsea's life, and we are all better off knowing that Chelsea Manning will walk out of prison a free woman dedicated to making dedicated to making the world a better place and fighting for justice so many for so many. Some conservatives think Senator Tom Cotton, uh representative from Arkansas Republican from Arkansas, however, were quick to condemn Obama's decision to grant Manning commission. We ought not to treat a traitor like a martyr, Cotton said. Well, Senator Tom Cotton, you are a dick. Um, I think it's good. Uh, whistleblowers are supposed to be protected, and what Chelsea Manning released was whistleblowing material. Therefore, she should not have been put in jail, okay? Um, when you are a whistleblower, uh, that's, you know, you're reporting crimes, okay? Crimes, Okay. Whistleblowers are only traitors to criminals. Okay, that's for the people in the back, all right? Like Senator Tom Cotton, because I know you're way in the back. Uh, some guy on, on, on the post posted about uh, how, how Trump wouldn't... Uh, uh, allow this about Manning getting out. Well, I'm not... I'm not say a little something about that because I did on the post and I, I think that guy is completely full of crap. Um, uh, one, no, um, Chelsea Manning is not scum. Uh, two, um, Trump may be a buffoon, okay? He may be an idiot, but he's not completely stupid. And the same thing with Obama. Now, releasing Manning now takes a little bit out of Trump's wind out of Trump's sails by Obama. Think about this, okay? Because uh, Trump would have released um, Chelsea Manning because Chelsea Manning stands for things that Trump says he is against. He has been poking 
and poking at military intelligence and all this other stuff, you know, calling them names, calling them out, uh, you know. I mean, look at the things he says. You don't think that he would be like, <laughs> here's an up yours. Okay, Trump, when, I, I guarantee it would have been one of the first things he did. He would have been like, Chelsea, <laughs> you're out, just like that. Seriously, because it would have been a big up yours to the people that want her in there. Obama knew that. So Obama took some of the wind out of Trump's sails. He took that uh, one of those up yours that Trump had because I guarantee um, I will not be – I will actually be more surprised if uh, Trump doesn't uh, do something good for Julian Assange, for uh, – uh, for Snowden, um, I really would I, I would be surprised if if uh, those if he didn't do something like that. Um, it's just if he's truly uh, <clears throat> oh, what do you want to what's the word for it? <clears throat> but he hasn't been um, on a lot of things, you know, like like the wall thing, you know. Um, I found this really cool. Uh, my roommate Scott sent me this uh, thing of a uh, Lego set, uh, Lego build the wall, you know, Trump's wall. I imagine you're going to have to buy lots and lots of them, and Legos are not cheap, you know. <laughs> um, but it would be kind of cool. Hey, no, that's a great deterrent. That, you, Trump, you just throw a bunch of Legos out there. Everybody hates stepping on Legos. You will need a wall. Just spread Legos out all over that place, okay? There. Problem solved. You don't need a wall. Legos will be a lot cheaper than building a wall. It's going to cost, like, trillions to build a wall. Legos, $2 million. They they might even build little, you know, special people, special pieces, you know? You know? And then actually sell them. Part of, and everybody could, everybody could, uh, uh, could, 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 Buy a box, and you know that that wants to to build part of Trump's wall, and and you could all buy a box of these Legos and go spread them out on the on the ground, and 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 if you're worried about it, and and you know there's 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 a there's a good uh, problem, you're a good problem solver, you know. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I don't I don't I don't think the wall's gonna happen. There's pretty much already a wall there. And you build a bigger wall, then they'll just get bigger ladders or they'll tunnel deeper or, you know, it's it's stupid anyways. And um, Mexico has already said they're not going to pay for the wall. So that's out. So um, all of a sudden Trump's saying that I guess we'll have to have the taxpayers pay for it and then we'll build Mexico. Yeah, that's going to work too. What are we going to go and, and, and you're going to send a couple thugs down there to beat up the president and, and make him pay. Where's my money? Is that what you're going to do, Trump? I don't think so. I really don't. So, um, you know, but one thing I do think that he would have done is I do think he would have let Chelsea Manning out as an in-your-face. Or at least I think Obama believed that he would, you know. Because, you know, like I said, I really liked Obama. I, I was talking earlier in the show, and, you know, the, the presidents came along, and, 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 and I did. I really liked Obama at first. At first, I did. 
I loved the the fact not, and it wasn't the black president thing. I I actually liked him. He sounded cool. He you know did a fist bump and and you know and then I thought, oh great, he's just gonna be like another fun president like Clinton. You watch, and he wins a Nobel Peace Prize, and he bombs. Seven countries. I will get you out of war. Um, how many wars were we in if we're bombing seven countries? I had a question. When you're at war, um, you know, in each, are you at each war with each country individually? <coughs> I mean, I don't. You could be at war with a bunch of countries. But but I, I don't I don't get how that works. Are you at war with each country individually as well? You know, if you're if you're bombing seven countries, does that mean we're in seven different wars? I don't know how that works actually. Not sure if I want to. But um, last year alone, uh, President Obama didn't do it himself. Oh, he he gets out of that. He orders um our military to do it. Um, so he, he does it himself. Uh, uh, vicariously. They dropped over 30 bombs a day on Syria. Um, go and Google how big Syria is. And, um, then Google and, and find out pictures of what it used to look like. Ten years ago, twenty years ago, look what it looks like now. And uh, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not impressed with Obama anymore. I'm glad he's out. I'm glad he's gone. Um, now, because fools didn't think Jill could win, and fools let them get away with robbing Bernie, we're stuck with Trump. So now we have another four years that we have to wait and see. We have another four years of, you know, a babbling bad actor that we have no clue what he's going to do. Seriously, we don't. I don't don't, don't get it. You know, I just don't. All right. Now, I came across something. Um, I would like to give uh, Wyoming um, the uh, uh, stupid award, the first stupid award for 2017 goes to the state of Wyoming. Um, not, 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 not like all the, the, the good people of Wyoming. There are some amazing people out there. There's some great people. I'm talking about the, the, the state government of Wyoming. Um, the people that run the show out there, the people that were elected for the good of the people that, that, you know, the, 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 um, what do they call them? Oh, the leeches. Yes. The ones in charge out there. The, the the government officials in Wyoming, I would like to, um, they get the stupid award 
for 2017, the very first stupid award. Um, and the stupid award is a big trophy of air, okay, because you're not even worth getting a trophy for. So here's your air. It is called the stupid award. I can see it. I have a great imagination. I know it makes you look like an idiot, okay? No, the award doesn't. You make yourself. Well, after I read this article, you know, okay, this is this has gotten me so upset. Okay, Republic. This is on EcoWatch. Okay, um, not 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 like one of your normal political uh, 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 sites and stuff. This is uh, an actual, uh, uh, you know, environmental site. Um, yes, I I I check a lot of those out. Um, actually, I think I read from them and post them from them a lot. Okay, there's a lot of clickable stuff in this, so you can check stuff out. It's pretty cool. Uh, I got lost. Now, Republican lawmakers in Wyoming have introduced a bill that would block the use of renewable energy in the state. If passed, utilities that use wind or solar to produce power for Wyoming residents would be penalized with a costly fine of $10 per megawatt hour, which would make it so that they could not charge enough to their customers to make any money, okay? It would just make it not worth their running. Under Senate File 71, only six resources, coal, Nuclear, oil, natural gas, and net metering. Si- oh, uh, hold on. Okay, now, 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 now. Those are the 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 uh, four resources. Now check this out: hydroelectric, which is a renewable resource, but it's already in place, and we've been using it for a really long time. And net metering systems such as rooftop solar, backyard wind projects. So if you got them at your home, they're okay if they're little things, but not big companies that want to have solar farms or wind farms are considered eligible generating resources. Electric utilities will have one year to be 95% compliant with the approved resources and 100% compliant by 2019. Okay, they're not even giving them time. It's like, okay, um, you guys are a uh, solar farm, okay? So um, you have one year to be 95% and by and two years to be 100% um, either changed over to one of these, to, 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 to coal or nuclear or oil or natural gas or hydroelectric. Um, basically, you, if, you, if you rip up all these solar panels in a solar farm and, be, and become a strip mine, you're going to be okay. That's what the Republican government in Wyoming is saying. Stupid award. As in, Inside Climate News pointed out, the bill was filed last Tuesday on the first day of Wyoming's 2017 legislative session. It sponsors who largely come from top coal counties, oh, go figure, include climate change deniers such as Republican 
Representative Scott Clemen, or Scott Clem, who once said, I don't believe that CO2 is a pollutant, and I'm furious of the EPA's overreach. What? Really? And there's a, a little thing here, a tweet. Um, Koch Brothers. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to go by it here. There we go. Um, Wyoming is by far the nation's largest coal producer and a major producer of natural gas and crude oil. But the state also has some of the best onshore wind resources the U.S. in the U.S. with wind power con, constitu, constituting eight percent of the state's energy. And Wyoming's pretty big, and eight percent bite into the coal is you know no wonder uh, these guys want they want to make wind they want to make these wind farms illegal. Okay, you know, <laughs> hey, you're getting that free energy off them windmills, and we can't get as much because it costs us money to dig up the earth and pollute the atmosphere, you know, and bribe people, and, and you know, we just can't afford you to run anymore instead of closing up the coal mines and covering them all over with cheaper windmills which in the long run would be, did I say cheaper? Oh, I didn't mention cheaper and um, better for the environment and, um, well, just all around cooler. Stupid award. You know, sometimes the stupidity, and it's mass stupidity, mass stupidity. It's not one person doing this. It's not one idiot somewhere in Wyoming going, I think we should outlaw those there uh, windmills. No, it's not. It's a bunch of people that talk like this and say, well, yeah, I think we should outlaw those windmills. It's not some idiot that doesn't know what he's talking about it's actually a very well-schooled well-educated person that doesn't know what he's talking about my seven-year-old thinks this is stupid yeah, I I think um this year I I'm I'm that's what I'm gonna do. I, I'm gonna me and my 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 son we're gonna sit down and figure out random stupid awards, okay? Um, and I, I'm probably going to have a lot of them. If anybody has a vote for one, feel welcome to uh to toss it in. You know, maybe I'll do a whole show. We can do stupid awards. Okay, let's get through this because this thing is just pissing me off. Still, Wyoming has waged, waged a quasi-war on wind. Wyoming is the only state in the country that taxes wind energy production, and a proposed tax increase has effectively stalled a Wyoming power company's plan to build the largest wind farm in the country. 
Like most of the wind power already generated in the state, the power generated by the massive Carbon, Carbon County wind farm will head to other states. Well, this new bill would allow the out-of-state wind power sales to continue, it certainly discourages future renewable energy development. Wyoming is a great wind state, and, it, we, and we produce a lot of wind energy. Bill, Bill co-sponsor, uh, Rep. David Miller, explained to Insider Com Inside Climate News about the motivation behind the bill. We also produce a lot of conventional energy, many times our needs. The electricity generated by coal is amongst the least expensive in the country. We want Wyoming residents to benefit from this inexpensive electrical generation. We do not want to be the be that. We do not want to be averaged into the other states that require a certain percentage of the more expensive renewable energy. Miller continued, "It's only getting expensive because you're taxing the crap out of it." <laughs> Stupid award. You see that talking around it? We don't want to be part of this work. Okay, wind's free. Okay, where do you get it being more expensive? It's not. Once you get the stuff in place, you don't have to keep doing the digging, the drilling, the blasting. You don't have to keep buying all that stuff. You are stupid. <sighs> More expensive renewable energy. <laughs> I'm going to cry at the stupidity here. Miller, however, is not confident the bill will pass, putting its chances at 50% or less. Still, Republicans overwhelmingly outnumber Democrats 51 to 9 in the State House and 27 to 3 in the Senate. Opponents have called the bill baffling, as renewable energy is becoming cheaper and outperforming fossil fuels on a large scale. See what I mean? I just, did I just say that? Uh, why would legislators try to drag down solar and wind to potentially successful... Ah, I just lost it. Okay. Two potentially successful industries that would make a home in would do, that could make a home in the state. Editors at Casper Star Tribune asked, adding that the lawmakers are shutting down potential sources of revenue. Others, excuse me, have remarked that this law has is completely unsound and even unprecedented. It would be very difficult to implement to implement difficult to regulate. Shannon Anderson lawyer for the Power River Basin Resource Council, told the Star Tribune, it goes against longstanding precedent, precedent to choose least cost resources and ignores the reality of a multi-state grid. Anderson also told Inside Climate News, I haven't seen anything like this before. This is essentially a reverse renewable energy standard. <laughs> That's a good one to sign on. Okay. You are with Chad Cushman, Real Talk on the Green Party Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I am uh, 
very pleased to be doing my last show on the night before inauguration. Tomorrow I will be spending the day with my son. Um, I'm not boycotting the inauguration, but I have no plans to actually watch it. Um, If my son wants to watch it, well, he's seven. This will be his first one, and of course I'm going to let him. But uh, when usually when he sees Trump, he runs around the house with his arms waving in the air going, meep, 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 meep. He's not allowed to swear. When he first started doing that, it took us a couple weeks to figure out it was a bullshit detector. Um, you know, he, like I said, he's not allowed to swear, so we really we couldn't figure out why he was doing it every time we, he saw Trump. Um, the morning uh, uh, of the election results, you know, uh, the morning after Wednesday, he woke up, he cried. He didn't. He did not cry because Trump got elected. He cried because Hillary did not. Okay, Um, I have another article. I only have about 10 minutes. I do not know if I'm going to be able to read it all. I will share it after as I will share the other articles and a couple others I have. This is from Listverse. Um, It's 10 famous boycotts. Um, I am going to, uh, let me see. Um, Where are we? I am going to go down and I am going to uh, read off what the uh, list is, and then I am going to try to read some of them. But I'm going to read the uh, the the beginning of it first. When Irish land agent Charles Boycott had to evict non-paying tenants, he found himself to an economic and social para. His employees stopped working in the fields the stables, even his own house. Local businessmen wouldn't take his money, and the postman refused to deliver his mail. Boycott imported labor to to tend his crops, but the added expanse consumed the revenues generated by the harvest. Boycott's name quickly became the byword for economic ostracism in English, French, Dutch, German, and Russian. We still use boycotts today for nonviolent protest and consumer activism. Submit, submitted for your approval are 10 famous boycotts escalated from silly to serious. The, number 10, the Abercrombie and Finch girl cop. <laughs> I'm going to read that one just because it sounds funny. Number 9, International Buy Nothing Day. That one's even got its own little initials. The little kid that's got a little I and then capital B N D. A right aid boycott. Whoa. Okay. Seven. Sudanese Civil War sex boycott. Six. Arab League boycott of Israel. Five. Asian Student School Boycott. Four, Olympics Boycott. Three, American Boycott of Township Acts. Two, Delano Grape Strike, 1960. And what they list is number one, the Montgomery Bus Boycott. 
So we're going to read number 10 and number 1 because that's about what I have time for. The Abercrombie and Finch Girls Girl Cot. We'll start light and get progressively heavier. So first, a stereotype. All teenage girls do is shop, right? As if. In 2005, 24 teenagers started a girl cot against youth retailer Abercrombie and Finch. While acknowledging the attempt at humor, the girls took offense at t-shirts with who needs brains when you can have these. And I had a nightmare. I was a brunette on the front. They claimed the slogans degraded women and contributed to unhealthy body images for young girls. Sarah Gould, president of the Miss Foundation for Women, concurred, saying the slogans reinforce the message that girls are only as good as what their bodies are, and that is very undetermining, undermining to a girl's healthy development. Abercrombie and Finch pulled the offending shirts a month later, likely after inventory ran out, and smirking at the free publicity. Okay, now we will skip down to number one. A little humor, and then to the serious. In 1955, Rosa Parks was riding a bus home from work and was ordered to yield her seat to a white passenger. This was Alabama law at the time, and some black men had already started towards the back to make room for her in the colored section. But Miss Parks refused out of principle, and the authorities arrested her. News spread fast, and community organizer Joe Ann Robinson distributed a pamphlet stressing an overlooked economic point. Blacks were three-fourths of the Montgomery bus clientele. Blacks had more power than they thought if they had the courage to wield it. To make her point, Robinson employed blacks to not ride any buses the following Monday. Dr. Luton, Martha, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. noted the success that Monday boycott and used his Montgomery Improvement Association to encourage all blacks to keep boycotting, keep the boycott going. Carpools merged overnight. Black taxi drivers charged only a dime for black passengers, and some white employers, ironically, drove their black servants to work. Lloyds of London even insured carpool vehicles when U.S. insurers were pressured to drop them. The Montgomery bus boycott lasted until December 21, 1956, when federal ruling Brower v. Gale led the U.S. Supreme Court to declare that the Montgomery laws requiring segregated buses were unconstitutional. Now, that is is something uh, that is a very famous boycott um, and Rosa Parks is uh, a very famous black woman and, um, uh, uh, this was a, a breaking point for them and, and it was uh, I can I give absolute um, I can't even think of the word right now but uh, she should have been very very proud and very pleased with what she did because she helped change things. So when I said earlier about um, boycotting Trump, if that's what you have to do, I understand. Um, Everything from um, those young uh, girls boycotting uh, a clothing 
store to uh, a black woman starting a boycott, uh, or a black woman, you know, refusing to uh, get out of her seat, which started a boycott of of a bus. Um, And yes, the clothing store probably just ran out of that inventory, but they didn't replace it. They didn't keep making it. So they probably got the hint and got rid of that line, stopped making it. That's the whole point. It, it, It did work. So boycotts can work. They really can, all the way up to Rosa Parks. She is a a major footnote in history, not just in black history, in American's history, in human history, okay? And she is somebody that still affects all of our lives. Uh, Buses are no longer segregated thanks to that one woman and uh, because of Rosa Parks and that's what it takes and uh, so yes if tomorrow you got to boycott Trump then boycott Trump all the more power to you Um, unfortunately boycotting him is not going to keep him from being president but it'll make you feel better. And so go for it. Other than that, good luck with whatever you're doing tomorrow. I'm going to watch something cool on Netflix with my It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.